Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust. Blindly passion, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his fire. Praise your holy name, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. We thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to do this program. Father, I thank you for every time I dodge a bullet and still get to keep my job. I thank you for every chance I have that uh, that you've given me as a gift to stand on holy ground and get on my knees and pray for every person that listens to this show. And Father, we just come together and we just thank you for everything we thank you for we don't understand it we don't pretend to understand it we probably never will understand why we were chosen for the days that we are in right now but we thank you for it father we praise you for having chosen us uh, you know and we don't re, you know again we we may never really truly understand why but we pray in the name of Jesus Father God that you will give us the strength uh, the, the strength of Joshua 1 9 the strength of Isaiah 40 31 uh, the the strength of uh, Philippians 4 13 father we just pray in the name of Jesus that you will just uh, outpour that strength outpour that spirit of perseverance outpour a spirit of faith love and discernment upon each of us more than anything father uh for the days that we're in right now and the days that we have ahead of us father we pray in the name of jesus for those of us that have uh, big decisions that are uh, pending or looming on the horizon uh changes that may be coming into our lives or, or those that we maybe are not even aware of yet but might make you know be manifest uh sometime in the near future we just pray father please in the name of jesus that you will surround us with your holy fire that you will not allow us to make a mistake and make the wrong choice. Father, your scripture says in James 1, 5, that if anyone seeks wisdom, that we are to ask you and you will give it to, you know, that you will give it to us, your wisdom, liberally and without reproach. And Father, we need that wisdom. We need it in a continuous flow in our walk today. And in particular, when we have large, significant life-changing decisions that may uh, be, uh, you know, may 
present themselves uh, in, in our walk at any given time, and we don't know when that will be. And we just pray in Jesus' name, Father, that you will um, protect us under the shadow of your wings, Father, and just give us all of the protection that has been promised in the Scripture, all of the protection that has been promised, particularly for those of us who fear you and those of us who trust you. And we pray, Father God, that you'll anoint us with an outpouring. A su- it needs to be supernatural, a truly supernatural outpouring of, of trust and love for you that we will no longer be concerned, no longer have anxiety, no longer uh, look at the things that are happening around the world and, and, and you know, fall into a, a, a mood that is anything less than productive and blessed and anointed and, and full of your peace and joy uh, because we have that assurance that, you, that we are protected in the hands of our Lord Jesus and in the hands of our Father God. We thank you for this opportunity to come together tonight, and we praise you, Lord Jesus, for your continuous advocacy, the unbelievable mercy that you give us, and we just – words cannot describe. We just praise your holy name. We praise you, praise you, praise your holy name. We thank you for your divine protection, and we just pray that you will help walk us through each one day at a time, each one of us one day at a time until we finally get to the day that we are no longer here. And we give you all the praise, honor, glory, and worship both now and forever. Hallelujah. We thank you. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. By some happenstance, it turns out that we um, uh, we were going to have a guest tonight, but then the guest had to shift gears and change that. Uh, and, you know, of course, we're not going to pry and ask him why and all that kind of stuff. We just bless him and reschedule him. Uh, and uh, that, that happened tonight. And um, then uh, some interesting coincidences occurred. 
Um, and it kind of triggered me a little bit, um, you know, not in a weird or weird way, but in a coincidental way. You know, I, I'm a firm believer that God speaks to us through coincidences, but I also am a firm believer that we don't always discern it properly. You know, our hearts are so hopeful. I see it all the time. There's people that help me with the radio show, send me news, and I see, that, I see you know, they're so hopeful. They want to go. They just want to go. They want to get out of here so bad. And um, I'm the same way. I am the same way. I have been for the last 11 years. And um, I have to be very, very careful because when you're hungry, if if your heart is so hungry for something, you're going to start seeing it everywhere. Okay, you're going to and it's not going to be rational. Okay, you 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 you'll just look for you'll be like I want to go I want to go I want to go I had uh, one person uh, uh, he's a friend of mine from uh, Belgium God bless his heart and uh, he was telling me oh I I, I like to listen to so and so and I I said well you do realize that so and so has predicted the rapture at least one hundred times in the last ten years on a particular date or within a date range and has never once even come a little teensy weensy bit close and. His answer to me, interestingly, was, and I'm not so surprised, was, well, it makes me feel good. Um, you know, now I'm of, you know, and we're all different. We're, all of our emotional makeups are different. Um, you know, some of us like to grab a hold of every, you know, straw that we can get a hold of. And just, I, I get, I have on um, Facebook, you know, over 4,200 4, or plus, I don't know how many exactly, uh, Facebook. I just stopped, you know, accepting, you know, all the Facebook friend requests because so many of them are creepy let's just leave it at that and um and then it's just it takes such a very long time to to vet them you know you have to go through and look at what they say and make sure they're not telling everybody to grab guns and kill everybody and you know all that kind of stuff so it's just i just gave up on it i just i don't have the time i just don't have the time but anyway he said to me um you know he, he just it made him feel good you know and and he was latching on to it for that very reason um, now myself, I, I'm of a different emotional disposition. Okay. And so I saw the devastation that occurred, uh, in 2016 when, uh, this program was now a lot of people, you know, it, it was six of one half dozen of another. They didn't really care, whatever kind of thing. And that's all of our different personality types. And, um, but I'm very, I can't stand to hurt somebody's feelings. I can't, I used to cry, um, uh, I, I mean, I would get tears in my eyes. I, I, listen, folks, I could just go on and on and on and on and on and on and on, but I don't have enough time uh, to do that, and so I'm not. But I, I'm, you know, I can't stand to see somebody else's feelings get hurt. Um, uh, if somebody says something mean to somebody in front of me, and I see it, and I see the hurt in the eyes of the person that they hurt, it. I, it devastates me. I, I, it affects me in a, in a really not a good way. Um, it makes me real sad and it lingers too, you know? So when, um, you know, my HSP, that, that, that new term they've come up, you know, I guess I don't even know in probably last five years or so, a highly sensitive person HSP thing that I have, uh, which, you know, mine borderlines on, well, it's definitely empath level. And, um, it's, it's, you know, it's a double-edged sword. You know, it can, it, you know, and under the right circumstances, it can be wonderful because it really drives you to be super helpful and compassionate to help other people. But it, on the flip side of that, um, you know, it can really drag you down. 
it can really affect you. And I don't want to become harsh because I've seen people, I'm very, very because of my high level of sensitivity, I can, I can be having a text, text message conversation with somebody and I can see them, you know, shift gears on me and go snark, snark source, snark a source, you know, so they'll go from, you know, some people's defense mechanisms are such that uh, they will just, you know, get snarky and uh, defensive uh, to, I guess, to protect their own selves from, you know, being sucked down into that whirlpool of, and sometimes it's anxiety, sometimes it's a depression, sometimes it's feeling sorry for yourself. I don't know what you want to call it, but, um, you know, we all have, we all have our own protective mechanisms. Now, in 2016, we, now we had had a Glenda Jackson. We were very blessed to have Glenda Jackson on the program, I believe more than once. Uh, I know once for sure. We we had so many people, and many of them were you know had been on Sid Roth. Uh, there's just a uh, you know not not that that necessarily makes them any more special than anybody else because that's not true. All right, but but nevertheless, we had brought on a an awful lot of people, authors of in some cases multiple books, um, and uh, you know focusing on the Obama dynamic. Okay, you know Obama being the Antichrist, Obama being you know because that was very very significant and there was an awful lot of what would you call them congruent and agreeing uh, correlating prophecies prophetic words prophecies dreams and visions they came in all forms from i don't know pretty heavily from about 2012 2013 whatever uh, that Obama was the Antichrist, and we we collected them and we spoke about them. We uh, I had entire giant whiteboards. Uh, even during the show, I would turn to my right and I would read right off the whiteboard. Uh, the you know sometimes fifteen, twenty or more um, prophetic words regarding Obama. Now some of them, uh, including Glenda Jackson's, I even have that on the radio show console, and I can play it even now. But she did you know. When she prophesied about Obama, she, her pro, her, essentially her prophecy was this, that if the church didn't turn into the house of prayer, then Obama was uh, going to institute martial law and really, really super duper bad things were going to happen in the United States of America. Now, that was so on target. Um, and, you know, beyond on target, really, it was just mind numbing how on target it was because we were getting reports um, and they were coming in from everywhere. Oh, my goodness gracious. It was unbelievable. Uh, you know, uh, there were telephone calls going into the Alex Jones show of uh, people driving down the freeway in Texas. Uh, and, um, uh, for example, one in, in one case, an individual had seen. There was a state trooper that had pulled over a um, a big semi trailer, and the, and and I guess the state trooper was doing some kind of an inspection and had the trucker open up the back, and in the back of the truck, evidently there were there was an individual who had driven by and had seen um, the signs. It was just the whole back of the truck was just filled with signs, according to this person's testimony on the radio on the Alex Jones show, signs that said uh, martial law in effect. 
Okay, so and 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 and, and folks, I'm just giving you one of probably you know I don't know I don't really want to exaggerate, but I'm pretty sure there were more than 200 uh, audio clips, prophecies, dreams, visions, people that we brought on the show, right? And and they were all saying the same thing. Essentially, that Obama was going to be the last president of the United States, and things were going to get just downright unbelievably ugly. Okay, we had the T.D. Hale uh, prophecies, um, and I, I, I recently um, – I, I don't know when, and I'm not even going to try to think of it. But anyway, um, maybe I did it over Christmas, where, whenever, but I did a best of show with, T, with the T.D. Hale prophecies. Now, um, and, and they were dreams. They were like visions where he was taken, and he was on um, – you know. Uh, True news or whatever, um, and um, you know, and and some some folks, you know, they they will get on a particular bandwagon, and they'll put a ton of people up there, you know, on their shows or whatever the case is, you know, talking about Obama this and Obama that, and then when Obama leaves and Trump comes in, they shift gears and they go in a different direction. They say, oh, well, guess I was wrong. I'll just keep on going. Uh, I'll go in whatever direction. You know. So, so if the, if the uh, riptide is going this way, they're just going to flow with the riptide. If it's going to the west, they're going to flow to the west. If it's going to the east, they're going to go to the east. I am not like that. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I, I am ready to take the biggest pie in the face I have ever had. Now, I had a humongous, I mean, really, a skyscraper-sized pie in the face hit me. When Trump um, made the presidency, I I didn't really even think we were going to get to a presidential election in 2016 at all. Okay, now of course at the time I didn't realize that Fauci and Obama were at the Wuhan lab doing gain of function stuff with you know uh, d- you know deadly bioweapons that were originally concocted in Fort Detrick, which is the world's largest repository for bioweapons and chemical weapons, some of the most horrible weapons you could ever imagine conceivable in the world, which is why Fauci tried to get DARPA uh, to uh, authorize uh, gain of function and they turned them down and, and that's what the Veritas, the Project Veritas people got. So he's totally busted. The question is, will anything bad happen to him? You know, again, I call it the global satanic control grid. Okay, it's the best way I can think of to describe what we're dealing with here. And when you're when when you are a charter member of the global satanic control grid, bottom line is you're heavily protected. You are above the law. You are above the law of the land. You are above the law of the president. You are above the law of the Senate. You are above the law of everything. You not you are untouchable. Okay, and if it gets so bad that they got it, you know, then they'll disappear you. Okay, they'll do like an episode. And you'll just kind of, you know, that kind of thing. So, and I, I don't know how many times I've told the story about. I was on the phone with 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 uh, somebody that I just you know, really, really like, uh, and he was he was author of multiple books, um, uh, all that kind of stuff. And he was on uh, that. Oh goodness gracious, uh, talking to me on the on the telephone. Okay, so I'm pacing around. I'm really excited. We're talking, going back and forth, and going back and forth, and back and forth. And he's going, I think World War Three is going to start now. You got to understand, this is a long time ago. Well, not a long time ago, but several years ago, and um, and uh, and he's like, I am. He was so unbelievably positive that you know World War Three was going to start, and he gave me all these different reasons, and he was lining them up one right after the other because he's incredibly excited. Now, 
And I and and it had a lot to do with Epstein and 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 you know uh, Epstein getting caught essentially, and then the little black book coming out, and then they would have to start World War III because you know uh, if they didn't, they wouldn't have you know they couldn't distract everybody. You know they had to you know kind of like a black swan event sort of thing. Well, anyway, I and it was interesting because on the phone that night I said to him, unless they kill Epstein. And he got real quiet. And believe it or not, the next morning, Epstein was found dead in his cell. Okay, theoretically, um, I'm I'm I feel very very certain in my heart that it was a body double and that he was you know got you know rescued out of there by his cohort. Now, all that being said, um, uh, you know my my point is that the listeners of this radio program that have been on, you know, that have been listening since 2011 when we first started doing the show, and we're probably well over 4,000 programs by now. I had to get rid of a bunch of them because of copyright violations, and I use them for, uh, they're a lot of fun for um, blasts from the past and doing, you know, uh, best of shows and stuff to give me a day off once in a while. But anyway, um, uh, you know, but it was devastating. Okay, I'm just here to tell you, we were so sure, I, myself, Sister Nancy, I mean, and I know if, if Sister Nancy and myself were so sure because of all the exceedingly credible prophets, I'm talking about people that have hit the ball out of the park multiple times throughout their entire life, uh, you know, they come from a family of prophets where their mother was well known as a, or whatever the case is, you know, and, and, and it was like there was no way we could miss. You know, there was just too much correlated, agreeing prophecies, dreams, and visions. There was just no way. Couldn't miss. Well, guess what? Now, I started having an inkling in 2016, for those of you who are around during the 2016 year, which was not a fun year for me. I didn't like it. I was constantly joking around about changing the name of the radio show from Tribulation Now to Tribulation Maybe to, to Tribulation Someday, uh, you know, to Tribulation Soon, you know, what <coughs> – Excuse me, whatever the case may be. And um, but it was irritating. You know, it was very, very frustrating for a lot of us. And for some of us, it was emotionally devastating. I can tell you that I received emails from some people and they literally bawled. And I don't know for how long, but I would estimate based upon the um, intensity of what they were communicating to me about how emotionally devastated they were, that their emotional devastation went on for many, many days, okay, uh, and also resulted in a very, very significant loss of credibility because they were testifying and warning people, uh, you know, and things like that. That's also one of the reasons why I decided to stop doing the business cards. We used to do uh, Tribulation Now business cards, and I it's funny, too, because I'll do a Best Stuff show from prior to 2016, and um, I guess I mentioned the business cards It's on one of the be- one of those old shows. And then people will be like, oh, I'd love to have the business cards. Well, I didn't want to, I don't, I just didn't want to keep doing it. As a matter of fact, I had one of those business cards and I used it and I started handing it around my neighborhood. And now if I went out there and I was absolutely positive that there was an asteroid the size of, you know, Jupiter heading directly at the earth and I, and I had all of the proof in the entire world, none of them would believe me. Not a one. I blew my credibility dollars. I'm broke. Okay. <laughs> All right, so why did I say that? Because I'm going to share some things tonight that are probably not going to come true, but I think it is um, still kind of cool, might give us some hope, 
uh, is very interesting. Um, but, you know, if I use, you know, basic qualitative um, probability you know, trending, um, you know, and basing that on what this radio show has experienced and its guests and the prophecies and dreams and visions and all that. If I combine that all into one big old mixed salad and I use that to generate a qualitative probability on what we're going to talk about tonight, then the only logical thing that I can suggest is that what I'm going to present to you tonight will likely be incorrect. Okay. Kids, are you all right with that? Or... Kids, you don't, you don't want it to be incorrect. You want to go see Jesus right now, huh? You know, well, kids, you do, you do know sooner or later, <laughs> you know, sooner or later, if you keep throwing rocks at the side of a barn, you're going to hit it. Right, kids? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. All right, well, praise God. So I wanted to be, you know, the one thing that I don't want, that all circles back around to that whole highly sensitive person empath thing that I suffer with. Uh, and believe me, that is a accurate um, depiction or whatever or description of it. It is a type of suffering. Now, uh, especially in days like today, it's just awful. But anyway, and, and I know anybody out there that, that has a similar uh, emotional disposition, um, Knows what I'm talking about. You you live it. It's 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 devastating. You don't like it. You wish you could get away from it, but you don't really know. So you watch reruns of Gomer Pyle, you know, and you hide in your bedroom for three or four weeks at a time just to kind of disconnect or whatever it is. But we all have our own protective mechanisms. And um and yes, in 2016, this you know we took you know a bag over the head punch in the face as big as can possibly be i mean you doesn't given it get any bigger than that <clears throat> and i went through a long time really really not liking anything i was hearing from donald trump he seemed pompous uh, he seemed arrogant. He seemed um, n- not credible. Uh, now, what I did like, what I did like about him later, which which caused me to to reduce my frustration with him, was that I was seeing, as a result of him, I was seeing people all over Fox News using the word Jesus, you know, Laura Ingram, you know, talking about Psalm 91 on her show. And, and you know, and, and I was loving that. I, I loved to see such a humongous number of people out in the open, to, you know, talking about the Lord, talking about Jesus, all that kind of stuff. So I then I started to back down a little bit and said, well, you know, very well, the Lord, you know, because the Lord does use imperfect people. I mean, I'm raising my hand, right? I mean, kids, I mean, could you agree with that or what? <laughs> you, know, you guys know who's imperfect, don't you? You're looking right at him, aren't you? <laughs> That's right. I'm the poster child for imperfect. Hallelujah. <laughs> and if it wasn't for First John 1, 9, I, was, I would be just, you know, putting on a fire suit right now. You kids understand that, don't you? <laughs> I know, I know. But praise Jesus for First John 1, 9. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's one of those you want to laminate and put in your upper shirt pocket. But anyway, um, so, you know, when um, 
so I, I, when I do to get the opportunity to do a program on my own, I, 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 I first I go through, it's like the five to six stages of grief or whatever they call it. You know, I first I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And then I'm kind of like, well, maybe I'll talk a little bit of But, you know, and then it's weird because almost every time the calendar is going tick, 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 and it's getting closer and closer to that day when I don't have a guest or a day that we planned on me doing by myself sometimes, you know, a lot of times we give those days away, uh, you know, uh, but never mind. But anyway, so, but what happens or what seems to happen pretty regularly, if not always, is some kind of unusual coincidence or series of events or something happens. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to talk about that on the program. So um, that's where we ended up with tonight's program, Daniel's 70th week, Obama, and possible rapture coincidences. I use the word possible because I don't want to go through – I think we should brace ourselves. I, I, you know, I, I, you know I, I have people that are – they cannot stop being pumped. They're so just – and I, boy, oh, man, oh, man. I, and I don't even know – I don't even understand how they, in their circumstances, can be so desperately wanting to leave. Because if I, I feel like, you know, you know how like the grass is always greener, you know, you, you're thinking to yourself, man, if I was that person, man, I would be like, this is the best ever. You know, I would, I would, you know, it's now, now for somebody who's stuck in, you know, uh, uh, corporate America or corporate Belgium or corporate France or corporate wherever, uh, you know, then that's a different story. Now that is a misery I can completely latch onto and, uh, totally, um, I, I feel you, man. <laughs> I live it. Thank you, Jesus. Um, uh, but to folks who are retired or, you know, whatever the case is and they're, you know, whatever, you know, I, hey, maybe, but man, let me just tell you, if you were in corp, corp, you know, corporate America, I'll just use that term. Uh, it could be corporate Australia, corporate New Zealand, whatever. But, it, but those people who are workers in the corporations out there right now that are blessed enough to have jobs because like gazillions lost their jobs. You know, um, we, we really don't even know what the numbers are of the number of people that were evicted from their homes because they were being given free cash that they, that's planned. That's all part of the takedown. Okay. That, you know, to give people free cash and say, Oh, cause of the pandemic and cause you're such as a worker and you're going to get, we're going to give you all these benefits and here's a, here's a handful of cash or, you know, and all that. well, you know, and then they had what was it called rent forgiveness or something where you didn't get kicked out, you know, you couldn't be evicted. Uh, you know, of course that was killing all of the landlords. But the point is, um, you know, and then when they stopped doing it, guess what? All of the landlords go on a rush and they go out and they start evicting everybody. You're evicted. You're evicted. You're evicted. You're evicted. You're evicted. We don't even know how many tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that are walking the streets right now in the United States of America. And I and I am using this specific country because a lot of the other countries, a lot of the Americans, don't, people who live in the United States of Babylon the Great, oftentimes do not understand how other countries operate. And I'm not saying that this is consistent with every other country because that it would absolutely be false. What I am saying is, uh, the, though, is that there is a noteworthy, pretty large number of countries 
whereby they have pensions that are given to the people as part of, you know, some part of it comes from the government, part of it comes from the employer. If they terminate a person or fire them, uh, you know, uh, involuntarily terminate them, they have to give them, you know, uh, substantial sums of money um uh i know one guy that i don't know if it's the same way today but i did know him quite well at the time and he was working for a very large uh fortune 100 company in the united kingdom and they made him redundant now when they make a person redundant now it might not be that way anymore but at the time, which was over 10 years ago, um, he was made redundant, and the amount of money they gave him to settle what was called his work contract was enough for him to buy in a home outright. Okay, I mean literally over $100,000, $100,000 thousand $100 maybe $150,000, $200,000. They just literally gave him that check. Here you go. Here's a check, $200,000. Have a nice day. Um, and Americans can't relate to that. You know, we think we got it all good and everything over here, but folks, we don't. Okay, if you're not eligible for SSI, and here's the thing: if you if you take your you know your early retirement, your Social Security income at 62, uh, I'm here to tell you, it ain't going to be enough for, for you to you, you're barely going to be able to make it at all. Um, I, I have you know I know a lot about that. Um, so that it forces you to go all the way to 67, and you're already in an age range when you're over 60 that nobody wants to hire you anyway. So you're sort of caught between a rock and a hard place. It's a really bad place to be. It's the worst possible place to be. There is no place that is worse because if you lose your job, you're dorked. You are dorked. I mean really dork, to the kind of dork that it's highly likely without God's supernatural protection that you will be homeless. All right. And I have people tell me, you know, they say things like, but God will protect you. And I, and, and I got the scriptures. I, I Some of them I even have memorized um, in, from Proverbs and stuff. But I'm just here to tell you, I've seen Christians that were I mean, good ones, good ones that had no place to go at all. All right. So if and if it wasn't for the kindness of other Christians helping them, only the Lord Jesus Christ knows where they would be. All right. Praise God. So, um, uh, kids, you ready for uh, – so I just wanted to get that out. I just wanted to let you all know I'm going to share some cool stuff with you tonight. Could it happen? I think so. I really do. Based upon the historical qualitative probabilities, maybe not. I'm just going to leave it at that. So don't be selling the farm. Don't be, you know, running off to your Aunt Matilda's house up in Alaska because, you know, the end times are – none of that. Just – we all need to just, you know, be NEPHO. Uh, that, that, that word is actually N-E-P-H-O. It's uh, in, in the Greek. Uh, it, you'll find it in uh, – it, it's typically translated over to the word sober, but it, what it means is level-headed. First Thessalonians 5, uh, uh, um, Titus 2.2, 2, 1 Peter 1.13 has it, and 1 Peter 5.8 has it. All right, and it means pretty much level-headed. All right, now um, – and uh, we got to kind of hang in there. We don't want to – a lot of people don't know this, I, I, but I will share with you that the Apostle Paul spanked the Thessalonians. okay? So the whole deal with – not the whole, in, you know, but major 
underlying theme of the first and second letter to the church of Thessalonica. First and second Thessalonians. Primarily, the second letter is where it, it really comes to life, where Paul had noticed or had heard through the grapevine or whatever, I don't know, but he had essentially become aware that the church of Thessalonica, that the people were so sure that – think about this, 2,000 years ago, right? They were so sure that Jesus was coming back. That they were quitting their jobs, um, you know. They were, and, and when they didn't have jobs, they became busybodies, and they started gossiping and getting in people's face. And you know, hey man, can I, can I get a little bit of that really killer, you know, stew, that beef stew you made over there? And you know, um, you know. And Paul was like, no, no, no. And he he wrote a, a stern correction to them in Second Thessalonians chapter two and three, even to the point. Now, basically, in chapter two, he says, "Listen, chill out. The, the day of Christ isn't going to come until the following things happen." Now, here's the big takeaway from that. I mean, there's other stuff woven in there if you get it, and I'm not going to go in and do a teaching on Second Thessalonians two. We got too much to cover. However, I will tell you this. Pretty much, if you want to sum, summarize Second Thessalonians 2, you can do it in one sentence like this. Chill out. Until the Antichrist is revealed, you need to chill out. Okay? There's your quick lesson on Second Thessalonians chapter 2. All right? And then chapter 3, Paul goes on a little more, and he says, hey, hey. You people who quit your job, you're no longer going over to the vineyard, you're not doing your vine dressing thing anymore, uh, and you're walking around being busybodies and eating everybody else's food. If you don't work, you don't eat. That's what he said to him. You don't eat. So <clears throat> he had to bring down the, you know, kind of like the Apostle Paul gauntlet on him a little bit, straighten him out, and uh, and we all get to benefit by it because here we are in the middle. So why why Obama? Well, Obama, I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't want to lose too much time because I can run out of time real quick. So I'm just going to go um, gangbusters real fast, uh, high speed into the news, and uh, we're going to uh, blast through the news, talk a little bit about that stuff, and then I'll go into this whole um, you know, uh, Daniel 70 weeks, Obama and possible rapture coincidences stuff that the, I wanted to share with you tonight that ought to give you some hope. Uh, we all could use some hope. Uh, it seems like every time something big on the news appears to be happening, it recedes and kind of just goes out like the, you know, and it's like, wow, I thought, but I've been dealing with this for 11 years, folks. And so when somebody goes, look, look, this is it, this is it. I'm like, I just, I just, I, my brain just shifts into a, like, kind of like a, no, it's not. <laughs> okay. Because I've had, what, a thousand? Have I dealt with a thousand? Jade Helm, folks, Jade Helm. Anybody remember Jade Helm? Everybody in everybody on YouTube, you, you, oh my goodness gracious, there must have been thousands of people out there. This is it, Jade Helm. All you saw was YouTube videos with 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 trains, flatbed trains, and and tanks, and and Red Cross trucks, and all kinds of military armament and Humvees, and just as far, I mean, twenty, thirty miles worth of flatbed trains. Jade Helm, Jade Helm. This is it. This is it. No, it's not. Here we are. 
Oh, man. And then there was the whole 2020 thing. Well, that didn't bear any fruit. Oh, anyway. So let's just go ahead and push through the news, and then we'll talk a little bit about this coincidence that occurred when I was talking to Elena offline a little bit uh, and uh, some other stuff that, I don't know, kind of adds up to an interesting possibility, and I think we could all use some of that extra hope uh, that, uh, you know, you never know, right? Like I said, if you throw enough rocks at the side of a barn, eventually you're going to hit it, right? So let's maybe we will. You never know. But you know, we'll see. Praise Jesus. All right. And on that note, let's go into the news. Well, not, okay, we will. Now, hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, what? It's not normal. This is disturbing. <laughs> Game over. All right, kids, real quick, let's get you guys taken care of. I, I know. I couldn't. No, I couldn't. I couldn't let you sit there like that. I saw your ice cream hoping for eyes over there. Okay, kids, what gets wetter the more it dries? What gets wetter the more it dries? A towel. What gets wetter the more it dries? A towel. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like that one either, so I don't I don't blame you. All right, I'll take the hit. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, kids. What do you oh, What do you cakes and basketball have Oh, I don't know. This isn't written very well, but what do cakes and basketballs have in common? Cakes, you know, like cupcakes, you know, vanilla cakes, wedding cakes, chocolate cakes. Okay. Kids, what do cakes and a basketball have in common? I'm sorry, baseball. Cakes and baseball. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you off, off kilter there. They both need a batter. <laughs> you know, batter, batter. Okay, I know. I was lucky to get a yay on that one, too. Praise Jesus. All right, one more, kids. Why couldn't a pony sing a lullaby? Pony sing a lullaby. Because she was a little horse. Get it? Little horse. <laughs> you know? Come on, kid. All right. I think y'all gave me a gift on that one. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I'm going to throw this one last one out there. Because this is where I'm originally from. All right. Where do pencils go on vacation? Where do pencils go on vacation? Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pennsylvania kids, come on now. Hey! All right, three in a row, and I'm going to make a run for it. Next one up, we head into the news. Here we go. Freaky! <laughs> All right, praise God. So I did say I wanted to roll forward. <clears throat> The um, uh, these witticisms. I just wanted to share some of these with you, so I'm going to. All right. Whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it's time to pause and reflect. 
Mark Twain. Whenever you see, find yourself on the side of the majority, it's time to pause and reflect. Very deep. I couldn't agree with it more. Anyone who lives within their means suffers from a lack of imagination. <laughs> That's kind of unbiblical. I don't know if I want it, but, you know, I, I kind of like it because it's, it's motivational. Uh, but on the other hand, it's not really totally biblical. So we'll give it a buzzer. Anyway, but that anyway, it's still kind of cute. Anyway, reality is merely an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. Albert Einstein. Praise God. Listen to this. Many a false step was made by standing still. Wow. You know, when I talk, when, when, you know, if you've read the book, uh, Sons of God, Who Are We and Why Are We Here and all that, and you know a little bit about, you know, the preexistence concept and, you know, the elect and all that, it's some of the coolest, coolest information in the whole universe. Hallelujah. Um, you know, it, it is that may be actually one of the number one reasons why a lot of us, you know, got a lesser sentence than some. But anyway, but um, for those of you who don't understand that, I apologize, but uh, it does require a lot of <clears throat> teaching and stuff, and I don't have time for it tonight. All right, next one up. Action may not always bring happiness, but there is no happiness without action. All right, I don't know, but I kind of like that one. What we fear doing the most is usually – what we need to do, or it says it even better. What we fear doing the most is usually what we most need to do. Hmm. That makes, makes you ponder a little bit. The window to the soul is observing how someone treats someone powerless who can do absolutely no good for them. Wow, that's very Jesus-like. Hallelujah. I like that one a lot. How about this one? Spiritual maturity is reached when obedience to God and his word becomes a joy. Jesse Yoder. I like that one. Praise God. All right. How about this one? Obstacles are those frightful things you see when you take your eyes off the goal. Hey, I like that one, too. That's pretty cool. All right. How about this one? If you want something you've never had, you have to do something that you've never done. Oh, I like that one, too. Praise God. All right. How about this? We generate fear while we sit still. We overcome fears by taking action. Hey, that's a good one for all of us. The future for me is already a thing of the past. You, Jesus, are my first love and forever will be my last. I stuck Jesus in there. Um, so anyway, I took that from, you know, whatever, a romantic thing. But praise God. Next one. Failure is the, oppor is the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. How about that one? Life will only change when you become more committed to your dreams than your comfort zone. Wow. That's interesting there. All right. How about this one? Know that you can make the right decision uh, when there is pe peace in your heart through Christ and freedom and joy in your soul. Know that you can, you, oh, know that you can, yeah, but this is, this was typed badly. Uh, you, what it's really trying to let you know is that um, most Christians are able to derive that they're going or they made the right decision or they heard from God properly because the Holy Spirit gives them a sense of peace. That's, that's the translation of my butchering of it. All right, praise God. The next one is when you turn worry into worship, God turns your battles into blessings. Hey, 
That's a really good one. I gotta, I gotta, yeah, I gotta put that one on a laminated card. Many of many of life's failures are experienced by people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Whoa. That's pretty heavy. Hallelujah. Next one. Without a humble but reasonable uh, without a humble but reasonable confidence in your own power through Jesus, you cannot be successful or happy. All right. And I added the, through Jesus. I like the Jesus Jesus fy them. All the witticisms. Praise God. Next one. And let the symbols of popularity tinkle still. Let the butterflies of flame, of fame glitter with their wings. I shall envy neither their music nor their colors. Oh, yeah, that's very deep. That was from John Adams. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. On that note, we're going to go ahead and blast into the news. COVID outbreak in the Antarctic base prompts an evacuation, says over half the personnel at the La Esperanza uh, research base are infected with COVID-19. And they're going through an evacuation, it says, it goes on and on. So, you know, where where that one's going to stop, who knows. Um, the only thing I can say about that is, how in the world did it get down there? <laughs> anyway, whatever. Um, who... There was some lady, I forget what show, I don't really care much for Bill Maher because he's very anti-Christian, but boy, he's really been spanking the Democrats lately. And there was a lady on the show, I saw it, it was a YouTube thing that flashed by me, and she was like, I am over COVID! And I was like, it caught my attention because I, I was like, I, I am totally feeling what you're saying there. All right, praise God. Next one up. All right, uh, Montevideo was, uh, this is a, a place, Montevideo, hit by more than a month's worth of rain in just one hour. And, and again, this is in Uruguay. And they, they have photographs, and a bus is like half underwater, several cars, and all you can see is just the very tippity top of their roofs and everything. The flooding and stuff is just absolutely, it's getting worse every year, every year, every year. The fires, every year, every year, worse fires, worse fires. <clears throat> Nothing's getting better. Earthquakes are getting more intense more pervasive. There's more of them. They're not especially powerful, though. I will say that. So there's lots, you know, if you pull up a, a, uh, a, an earthquake chart, you'll see lots of earthquakes, especially around the Pacific Rim. Lots. But they're not especially powerful. I actually have my earthquake alert on my phone set to 6.5 or higher. I don't want to be bugged unless it's over a 6.5. Um, quite frankly, I don't care if the whole world is shaking at a 3. And, quite, and most people who have that have studied the, the, the science associated with earthquakes – Twos and threes are happening constantly everywhere, pretty much. So that's why it's really important to filter down and look for things that are above a four, for sure. Some consider fives to be pretty strong, but, but a six is definitely considered to be a strong earthquake. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Ecological disaster in Peru after tsunami waves hit the oil refinery. So what ended up happening was the Tonga underwater volcano, which created the tsunami, which, you know, and hit Lima, Peru and several other places, um, also hit a refinery. And um, now they've got a major oil spill problem down there. So anyway, um, it's 
not happy, but there's some worse things going on around the world right now. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Rare blizzard traps thousands of vehicles on a major highway in southern Turkey. And now what's interesting about this is it's a rare blizzard in a part of the world that normally doesn't have them. All right, so um, that makes it very interesting because we're talking about extremes, extreme winters, extreme summers, extreme winters, extreme summers. That's what happens when the Earth goes into an elliptical orbit around the sun, and it's no longer just the tilt of the Earth that causes the seasons. It's a combination of multiple variables associated with the orbit of the, of the Earth around the sun and a whole bunch of other electromagnetic influences that we don't have time to go into unless we bring on Charlie Frost as a guest. Next one up. Hallelujah. All right. Russia demand for NATO pull for a NATO pullout also applies to Bulgaria. Romania says their foreign minister. So um, a lot of people are on edge. Um, I got a, a communication from somebody who has a military aged son. <clears throat> In Canada, and she's very concerned because, you know, evidently, you know, they're promised to dispatch if there's a war in the Ukraine and yada yada and all this kind of stuff. I am still skeptical. Now, I do know about the Vilna Gayon, uh, the Vilna Gayon um, vision that supposedly was given to a mystical rabbin- rabbinical Jew, um, or known as the Vilna Gayon, and that what the prediction from this particular individual was that you should don your Sabbath clothes and prepare for the arrival of the Messiah when uh, Russia gets to Istanbul, which is Turkey, you know. And so anyway. Um, so, and then of course you've got the uh, you know the, the the work of Jack Van Impey and the war, coming war with Russia and all that kind of stuff. So, um, how's it all going to unfold? I don't know. I don't know. I, I will say this: it is interestingly absent from the ceremony vision. But but what's true about people who receive visions and dreams and things? They don't see everything, and they don't always see it in order either. So that's why it's important to look at a lot of different prophecies, dreams, and visions. But nowadays, they're so dorked up by the seducing spirits that if you haven't, been, if you had not been doing it prior to 2016, well, I suspect you're going to be misled. You're going to see a lot of stuff out there, and it's just not going to be. It isn't coming from God. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. But I did want to share the, for so a lot of people are flipping out about the stuff that's going on over with Russia, the troop buildups. But you also have to remember that um, this is part of Obama's and Biden's. uh, This is part of the takedown plan for the destruction of the United States. Okay, that is part of the plan. Uh, it, 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 they, they, look, the, the occultists and Satan worshipers have been planning on this all the way back beyond the 1600s. Uh, Sir Francis Bacon, who is a uh, occultist, um, wrote a, a, a book or, or a paper essentially called uh, the um, – uh, <clears throat> For some reason, it just dropped right out of my head. Oh, yeah, the New Atlantis, and it and really, it, it's uh, it, basically talking about the United States. And then you've got the the concept of the phoenix, and the phoenix burns to the ground, and then out of the ashes of the phoenix rise up a new world order. And then 2012, in the, in the Olympics uh, procession prior to the Olympics taking place in the United Kingdom, which is a big deal, they had one of the largest phoenix birds on top of the world. All lit up on fire and everything. I, t- I took a snapshot of that for posterity. Uh, but anyway, because I knew what it meant. 
Um, but here we are. It's 2022. All right. So anyway, uh, another headline. Hallelujah. Federal court blocks Biden's federal federal employee vaccine mandate. A bridge too far. So what we can expect is this one will eventually find its way to the Supreme Court. Right now, it's just a district court uh, in, in Texas. And yes, it's been blocked, but it's got to go all the way up. OK, and then they will. They'll take it up. All right, so we'll just, you know, have to ride it out and wait and see. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I just wish the whole thing would go away. I'm about sick of it. But then on the flip side, you know, I heard that I saw an article that said that Goldman Sachs told everybody in London that they needed to report to the office. And I'm like going, okay, mm, yuck. Okay, so so you people out there that are retired or whatever, cheer up. Okay, please, those of us who had to go to work, cry for us and pray for us. Hallelujah. Oh, and by the way, uh, I was evidently I wasn't very clear because I got a, a number of emails. Oh, we're so sorry that you lost your job. No, no, no. My client decided they didn't want me to work on the project anymore. That that's what I said. My client fired me. I didn't not my employer. Okay, so I'm still getting a paycheck. Now, that could change tomorrow morning. Okay, my company is not shy about firing people. Believe me. I'm constantly going, where's so-and-so? Uh, well, um, um, yeah, I think you get it. So it is very difficult to sleep very well when you work for the company that I work for. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. Ireland to drop almost all COVID restrictions. The majority of the measures that have been in place for almost two years now will be lifted on Saturday, according to the Irish Prime Minister. And they show a whole bunch of people sitting around drinking Guinness. Looks like they're drinking Guinness. It's Guinness Extra Stout, as a matter of fact. That is dark. Brilliant. Praise God. Next one up. All right, you got you got to be kind of be a you have to be a uh, a beer insider to get the brilliant part. All right, next one up. Spain leads call for COVID nineteen to be treated like the flu. Madrid says the government should start tackling disease as any other an endemic. <clears throat> which would be, you know, and you know, a flu. Uh, and, but the World Health Organization warns that such an attitude is premature. Well, where's Gomer Pyle? Never mind. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Yeah, right. Okay. Next headline up. All right, listen to this. New Hampshire seeks to make ivermectin and, all, you know, this is on an official level. Okay. So New Hampshire is planning under their, you know, through their House and, you know, Senate bill, all that kind of thing, under the law, the state of New Hampshire, they want to make ivermectin totally legal and give it out like chiclets. And I applaud them. So how, how about uh, anybody out there applaud them? Pl- applaud Jesus, too, though. Give them all the glory. Yeah, see? Now we still got 49 more states we got to get on the ball here, including Florida and all their monoclonal, monoclonal, this, that, and the other thing. And they're starting to hand out remdesivir to people to take home, to start taking. That's deadly. Oh, this is so evil that the hospitals are just blindly following one of the greatest mass murder eugenicists that has ever lived. Actually, there's a collection of them. Oh, the global satanic control grid. Oh, Father, deliver us. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Next one up. State Department, I'm sorry, State Democrats block ivermectin treatment and kill public comment. So on one hand, you have New Hampshire saying ivermectin for everybody. And then you have other state Democrats killing it. So, you know, it's like a roulette thing. You never know. Is it red? Is it black? Is it red? Is it black? Nobody knows. Where it stops, nobody knows. Next one. Oh, listen to this. So this is an actual audio excerpt, okay, excerpt from the World Economic Forum. I'm going to actually play this audio for you. Hopefully it comes over because you just got to hear it to believe it. Let's see if I can get it to play. You know, the Edelman survey showed us that the good news is the elite across the world trust each other more and more. So we can come together and design and do beautiful things together. The bad news is that in every single country they were polling, the majority of people trusted that elite less. Did you hear that? Imagine sitting there. The elite are trusting one another. You know, that is so Robert Vandriest Mitchell. I mean, my goodness, I have to tip my hat to Robert Vandriest, you know, because he's, you know, explained on this program many times that the – the Illuminati fight with each other, uh, you know, across the oceans and such. All right, but to actually hear somebody just sit, just how nauseating. All I have to say is, vengeance is yours, Father. And um, I think I will join with the martyrs under the throne. When, oh Father God, when? Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Doomsday clock is 100 minutes to midnight. So again, they're doing that whole deal. And let's see what let's see what they have to say. If I can get it up. Security right. boarding the world to be no safer than it was last year at this time, and therefore have decided to set the doomsday clock at 100 seconds to midnight. Well, there you have it. Right from the countdown from the bowels of atomic hell. <laughs> Okay, uh, from the whoever they are, uh, they call it, but it's, it says Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, whatever that means. So, whatever. Um, but personally, if they said 100 seconds, I think they're missing the mark. They probably ought to move it over to 10 seconds the way things are going. All right, uh, next headline up: Truck carrying 100 monkeys crashes in Pennsylvania, and now some are missing, according to the police. Now, supposedly went they went and they found a bunch of them. They, you know got rid of a bunch of them, et cetera, et cetera. And supposedly one still kind of cruising around. And of course, you know, the, the, we wacky conspiracy theorists are going to go, aha, aha, they let those, they crashed that truck on purpose so those crazy, wacky Wuhan monkeys can run all through the, and now we're all going to have the bubonic plague from the monkeys. Folks, they don't need a truck full of monkeys to release another plague on us. We really got to kind of get a little more Nevo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, anyway, next headline up from the Epic Times. Listen to this. Cargo ships. So I was looking into the cargo ship problem, but it was a little trick. I don't know. I wasn't able to get a count. You know, before I was able to, when it, when it was at the top of the headlines, they would say like, well, there's 200 gigantic cargo ships off the, you know, and then they show an aerial photograph uh, of the uh, ocean outside of the Los Angeles port. And net, but so, you know, I, I wanted an update and I really wasn't able to get uh, 
an update that was meaningful. But then I saw this headline and I said, oh, my goodness gracious, this is not good. Listen to this. Cargo ships are now waiting. Okay, so the delays that they were dealing with before have become so bad, there has been no progress at all, and now the cargo ships are waiting all the way down the coast of Mexico. Can you imagine that? Speaking of somebody who has been trapped on a large guided missile cruiser for many, many months on a Western Pacific cruise, I would not want to be on one of those ships. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, man, can I borrow the dinghy, man? You know, can I? Because Cabo San Lucas is looking real good over there right now. But anyway, oh, well. Next one up. Families of the United States Embassy personnel in the Ukraine are ordered to begin evacuating as soon as Monday, according to officials. Oh, no, it must mean war. Or, let's keep watching. Never know. Hey, sooner or later, later my, Jack, my big red Jack Van Impe war with Russia thing has to come true. Maybe that Vilna Gaon guy hit the jackpot. Makes sense, but just, you know, if I had a dime for every time. Next one up. United Kingdom accuses Russia of working to install pro-Moscow leader in the Ukraine. Okay, now now Russia comes out in response to this and says, that's boulder and poppycock. Now, you know, since we kind of know that Biden is some type of a shape-shifting Draco reptilian, <clears throat> that Fauci definitely is not a human. I mean, we've seen the video, that flap of skin that, you know, ugh, I have it all on the website. You can go look at it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know... That we're you know, poking the bear, poking the bear, poking the bear, poking the bear. That we're antagonizing them. We're, we've been antagonizing them. I've been talking about this on this program now for years and years and years about the you know um, and they even have in some of these articles they're even talking about the uh, uh, the General Dynamics was the original manufacturer but now Raytheon has it uh, the SM3 guided missile that that you can snap a nuclear uh, head on that missile. And, and Russia knows it. So it's, so it can be, you know, oh, no, it's just an anti-air. We're just protecting us from attack. We don't want to be attacked. So we're going to put these, you know, THAAD missile systems, Patriot missile systems all over, you know, and give them the NATO and everything. And, and Russia's going, nothing doing, man. Those are nuclear capable, you liars. So I, you know, I'm not saying that Putin's like, you know, um a poster child for all things holy or anything, but I'm just saying that if I would, if I had to take my pick of which government to trust more, excuse me, it would definitely not be the United States of Babylon the Great. We are bar none the worst false flag multimedia uh, news lying. Oh my gosh, mind control. Whatever any other country says. Oh yeah, no, no. When oh yeah, no. Fort Detrick, folks. Boy, would oh man, I would. Oh, I can pretty much promise you, and I'm sure there are experts out there that would back me, that there is enough chemical and biological weaponry stored underneath the ground in Fort Detrick to wipe out the earth probably eight times over. I joke you not. <laughs> 
I, I'm pretty sure about that. I have seen some videos uh, uh, on documentaries. But anyway, long, t- long time ago, we'll just keep on moving through the news. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Ukraine accuses Germany of encouraging Putin over refusal to send weapons to Kiev. Now, again, you know, send us weapons. Send us, send us weapons. Don't send them weapons. Yes, send them weapons. Don't. Yes. Don't. Yes. What should you do? Yeah, see? The whole thing is, how much of a setup is it? How much antagonist, how much poking of the bear is it? You know, um, I had a bunch of people flipping out. 140 Russian ships in the Black Sea. Oh, my gosh, this is World War III for sure. But then you go and you look at the news report and you see that they were planning an exercise, a military exercise there for quite some time. So, you know, again, we're just going to have to wait and see. But all the while this is going on, Washington, D.C. of Babylon the Great being run by, I mean, I don't think they're human. I don't even know what some of these things are. Um, you know, it's the epitome of the, 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 the wheat and the tares. And the tares are not human. I'm sorry. Wheat and the tares is a parable of Jesus warning us that we're going to be surrounded by people that look like, by people that look like people that aren't people. Okay, fair enough. Next up. All right, sign of the time news. Um, Germany blocks Estonia from transferring its weapons to the Ukraine. The United States and the United Kingdom are sending multiple shipments of weapons. Surprise, surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised. Forget that noise. Anyway, further, we'll go further. Spanish uh, uh, members of parliament oppose sending countries' warships to the Black Sea amidst tensions with the Ukraine. So they're trying to get everybody to send their ships over there. We've got we've got a carrier task force heading over there, you know. But but see, this has happened before. This has happened before. I remember it must have been I don't know if it was like 2014 or what, but we sent like the fifth fleet, the whole deal, through the Med over there because of stuff going on in Syria. Now, how how many of you out there know? Here's a little you know end times trivia question for you. But how many of you out there know how long the Syrian War, conflict, event has been going on. Waiting for an answer here. Uh, I'm not hearing anybody. 2011. Do the math. The Syrian conflict or war, whatever you want to call it, they call it the Syrian war. When you look it up, started in 2011, the same time that we started this radio show. My, how time flies! Oh. <laughs> The Moscow Times reports Germany to send field hospital to the Ukraine as war fears grow. Whose war fears? <laughs> what they should say is, as false flag uh, events are being prepared to be launched. All we need is a, like a Kent State thing to happen. One little grenade. <laughs> okay. Really, uh, when you think about it, all somebody needs is an M80 and a Bic lighter. <laughs> you know, chuck it really high up over the trees light it chuck it high up over the trees and you know and well anyway yeah kent state combat next one up all right watch russian rockets roll towards belarus and sure enough now see see so here's the thing where you know there is a certain consensus out there that believes that they're going to essentially come down uh, from the north, that Russia is going to attack the, you know, and, and take over the Ukraine from the north and not come in from, you know, the the uh, east over by Donbass. All right. So um, and then they're showing uh, what's now what I do find fascinating is this particular report that says, watch 
Russian rockets are rolling toward Belarus. What I do find interesting is that is being reported by Russia Today. Now, that is quite interesting because these are S-400s, Triumphs. These are some pretty mighty missiles. So what does that mean? Is it, an, you know, is it, is it a saber-rattling show of force kind of a thing? I don't know. I don't know. We're just going to have to keep watching. Uh, you know, so we'll see. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I, I just wish something would happen. I mean, it's just like watching all this weirdness. 11 years we've been doing this for crying out loud. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Families of the United States Embassy workers in Ukraine are told to start evacuating soon. So, you know, all that kind of stuff. Another one, Kiev West, provo- uh, Kiev and West provocations in Donbass and attacks on Russians will not be tolerated, according to Russia. <clears throat> and by the way, um, and again, they're, they're, they're coming out and saying that the statements from the Pentagon, Blinken, all these entities, whatever they are, um, you know what? They're saying they're not true, that these are provocations. All right, so we're just going to have to wait and see if somebody throws an M80. All right, praise Jesus. All right, next one up. Aircraft carrier, United States aircraft carrier strike group, heads for Mediterranean amidst the Russian threats. Dun, dun, dun. USS Harry S. Truman. Oh, I wonder how many people out on YouTube are going, oh, that it's going to get sunk. Yeah, yeah, I saw that in the vision. The Harry S. Truman is going to get sunk. Yeah. Mm, I don't think so. It happens over North Korea, does it? All right, praise God. Next one up, hallelujah. Mask mandates causing over 350% surge in childhood speech delays. Well, if I had a big, giant piece of whatever wrapped around my head, I'd delay my speech, too. Oh, my gosh. Ugh, I hate wearing masks. And now they're trying to shove the KN95s and the N95s down our throats and everything. And before you know it, oh, man, I sure hope I'm wrong about this. But if they keep on pushing that, uh, I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. I, I can't breathe with the, the, the – they're horrible. They are just absolutely horrible to have on your face. Next one up. Michigan mother claims litter box was installed in a school bathroom for students that identified as – Cats. Next one. Withholding vaccine safety data is morally indefensible, according to the medical journal. And they've got lawsuits and everything else. Freedom of Information Act to the FDA. They want, they want, they want, and it's just the most ridiculous thing. You can't even read it and, you know, trying to claim that it's going to take them 100 years to print out the documents. And they pushed it through in like a couple of months. Did anybody read any of those documents if it really was that many documents? Which I think is a big, fat, satanic, global, controlled grid lie. It's like, I don't, we'll keep on going. Hallelujah. All right. U.S. Customs and Border Protection says U.S. is now requiring all foreign travelers to be COVID-19 vaccinated when crossing land ports and ferry terminals. That'd be Canada and, you know, all that kind of stuff. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up, the Epic Times reports. Defeat the Mandates March and Rally in Washington to take place on January the 23rd, which was today. Another headline reports COVID-19 vaccine passport protest in Europe draw thousands of people. And sure enough, they took a picture. And Wow. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's just, the world is upside down. Anyway, but this is what we would expect. Next one up. 
Epic Times again reports thousands of protesters in Canada joined the worldwide rallies against the COVID mandates and restrictions. Think anybody's going to listen? Next one up. Breitbart News reports that United Kingdom healthcare workers are throwing their uniforms down uh, against the vaccine mandate during a protest. And sure enough, there's film footage out there and you can watch it. And it, it's, it's kind of just isn't right. Anyway, next one up. Anti-lockdown protesters smash or European Union, Union diplomatic services headquarters. So they're getting a little upset, okay? which, you know, and I guess no surprise there. Anyway, next one up. Defeat the mandate. Thousands protest in Washington, D.C. against the mandate requirements. And I'll listen to this. Israel, one of the most vaccinated countries in the world, sets new COVID-19 case record. I don't think anybody's surprised at all about that. Next headline from World Net Daily. Algeria preps for, for war with Morocco. Over what? Israel. Now, I find this very interesting because um, it goes on and says, but the reason, you know, says, it says there's an old expression about the Middle East. It's a tough neighborhood right now. Algeria is preparing for war with Morocco. You probably have heard about this. Then it goes on to say, but, but, but it goes back to the breakthrough peace agreement. President Donald Trump signed with several Arab nations called the Abraham Accords, a miraculous achievement. I don't think so. I think only people that don't know what's going on think that. <clears throat> a miraculous achievement that uh, recognized the real threat in the Middle East was between Iran and Israel. The achievement – that might have been part of it, but there's a bunch of other stuff that's creepy and weird. The achievement was the handiwork of Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner. Remember when everybody was saying he was the Antichrist? I mean, oh, man. Shrimp fork, please. Next one up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. United States Navy says detained ship from Iran carrying cargo for the Houthi movement. Nothing new there. Thanks, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. Next one up. Scientists fear ecosystem damage after mega iceberg dumps. Listen to this. 152 billion tons of fresh water into the ocean. That's a lot. <laughs> and yes, the seas are rising. Next one up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. West Virginia's Canaan Valley plummets into minus 31, setting a record for the region. Minus 31 degrees. West Virginia. Wow. That's pretty cold. <laughs> That's cool enough to make John Denver move out. But I guess we don't have to worry about that anymore. Next one up. Unusual winter fire in Big Sur, California, closes part of Highway 1 and forces evacuations of 500. Yes, we have another huge brush fire in California in the middle of the winter. It never ends. Second minor earthquake within hours rattles northern Israel, and some buildings were evacuated. Another headline, Bill Gates warns about possible deadly pandemics, making $150 million donation to fight viral threat. No, it should read, making $150 million donation to control the agencies to do what he wants them to do so more people die. That is more accurate. 
There's another headline here from Russia Today. It says, man fights off bear in a second Florida, uh, Flor- in a Florida attack. So evidently, this is the second attack of a bear in Florida. So I don't know. What, well, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. I live in the suburbs. Uh, but, you know, I'll be sure to look out the window before I open the door, I guess. <laughs> Do they know how to knock? Do bears know how to knock? I don't think they do. All right. Anyway, on that note, let's go ahead and go into the um, part of the program. I'm looking at the time. Okay, I got about an hour and six, seven minutes. uh, And I'm going to go into the part of the program, uh, which the program is titled about uh, Daniel 70 Weeks, Obama and Possible Rapture Coincidences. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. And here we go go and let me see which one do i want to play let's see here uh, that one's too long that one i play that one all the time yeah let's see uh, how about this esther mui mui uh, this is a good one here let me play this little segue here Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. That gave me a, a moment to take my altar rills, a kava, <laughs> kava thing, and oh, wait, I forgot this one here. Um, <clears throat> I'm hoping to get a good night's sleep tonight. <clears throat> I'm not looking forward to tomorrow for about like 100 reasons. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm going to start out with um, a little blurb. This is by no means an exhaustive study of Daniel's 70 weeks, and there's a lot of different opinions out there. So you could r- literally buy books and DVDs on, Dan- uh, on the study of Daniel's 70 weeks, and some of them differ. Some, you know, they vastly, vastly differ. 
Now, the predominant one that the, you know, the majority of evangelicals and particularly pre-trib rapture believers <clears throat> uh, embrace is this concept whereby um, supposedly this, you know, the, the third Solomon Temple is going to be rebuilt in uh, where the Al-Aqsa Mosque is. Well, I don't know about you folks, but I think we're running out of time for all that noise. Uh, I don't see it happening. I don't. Uh, Carl Gallup's, Pastor Carl Gallup's uh, is awesome. We've had him on the program, I think, three times, and he's absolutely convinced that it will not be rebuilt either, uh, that the interpretations are jumbled and misunderstood. Um, the other thing, you know, but, but the predominant belief is that they build, they rebuild Solomon's Temple. You know, we, many of us know and have known for what, a decade now about the temple, um, uh, what is it called? The temple project or the, you know, the, um, but anyway, um, and they've been getting giant menorahs and all kinds of things and getting ready for this, you know, the building of the temple. Um, and, um, nothing doing. No forward motion whatsoever. Oh, I know they did some stuff underground, and some people say, oh, well, this qualifies. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. That isn't even close. So, you know, people are grasping at straws. There's been a couple of false alarms about, oh, well, look, a perfect red heifer. Wow, this must be a sign and all that kind of stuff. No, never came to fruition. And I don't know about y'all, but I struggle to think. I can't imagine that, you know, with all the, um, uh, you know, PETA and protection of animals and all the stuff that's out there right now, that any country would be able to get away with chopping heads off of animals in public uh, like they did, you know, back in the day um, without massive protest and everything else under the sun. So I, I, this doesn't make sense to me. I, th I think the Bible, when we get it right, it actually makes sense. So when, when I struggle, now I'm not saying this isn't going to happen, you know, but I'm just saying to me, Carl Gallup's and a bunch of other people, it doesn't make sense. The way that the vast majority of people look at Daniel's 70 weeks and the interpretation of it and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> now then. So when you're reading about Daniel 70 weeks, okay, the, the concept really, and I'm going to oversimplify it on purpose to save time, is what it does is it takes, you know, and again, whether this is an accurate understanding or not, I, I don't, I'm not going to voice an opinion. I will simply say that this is the most widely embraced um, belief system associated with the prophecy of Daniel 70 weeks, and it is that there will be a period of really nasty, ugly, bad stuff happening on the earth for about three and a half years, and then there will be the Great Tribulation, which is God's period of wrath, and that will happen uh, in the last three and a half years. So what that means is, the you know, and then some people will write books about the last seven years, which would be kind of a different way of saying 3.5 plus 3.5. And prophetically speaking, the Bible also says, uses the terms times, times, half a time, 42 months. Um, you know, these are just different ways that the Bible refers to the, this period of time. Times, times, half a time, or 42 months is 3.5 years. Now, 
and usually, almost always when you see those references, it's talking about the great tribulation. Four times in the Holy Bible, the word great appears before the word tribulation. And that is a very, very, very important thing to take note of. All right, because if you miss that, well, you're going to believe anything because you won't get it. All right, now, so anyway, the reason why this is interesting because is is just for this reason alone. Does it mean anything? Is this proper? Am I guessing right? Do I would I sell the farm? No, I absolutely wouldn't. But this is something interesting to consider. Okay. And I'm going to give you some more stuff to consider that kind of flows along with it a little bit. And these numbers are not perfect. And, and I'm not intending them to be either. Just rough guesstimations. Okay? So if the 3.5 plus 3.5 dynamic is correct, I know the last three and a half years is on target. The Great Tribulation is clearly denoted as being 42 months times times half a time. It's even referred to as one hour in Revelation 17, which aligns, by the way, with Revelation 3.10, where it says, because you have kept my command to persevere, I will uh, you know, uh, deliver you from the hour of trial, which comes to test those who dwell upon the earth. That hour is another um, prophetic um, metaphor for the period of the Great Tribulation. Okay? All right. Now, so we, sh I'm not so worried about the Great Tribulation. I have no intention of being here. I know a lot of people get all worked up about it because of whatever reasons they choose to, and that's fine. But I don't. I don't care about it. Now, I don't mind talking about it. I know there's going to be a lot of aliens involved. It's all over Revelation. Some of them will be sent by God for, you know, punishment and uh, wrath, uh, the locust creatures, all that kind of stuff. I've talked about it for years, okay? Uh, the locusts do not come out of the pit. I'm sorry. Uh, I know that, that that is the predominant belief, but that is not what the Bible says. Go back and read it. It's in Revelation chapter 9. The locusts come from the sky because they are aliens. <clears throat> okay, now, and you know, and you have to, you just have to pay attention to the text. The text says, the Apollo, or, you know, it says, you know, angel from the bottomless pit opens the pit. Out comes the smoke. The smoke goes up into the sky and it covers the sun. And then out of the smoke comes the locust. Well, if the smoke is in the sky, then the locusts are coming out of the sky for crying out loud. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, um, I don't want to get into all that stuff because I don't have any intention of being here. What I'm more interested in personally is how soon might we be getting out of here? And without getting into the details of the barley harvest, the wheat harvest, I covered that on another program. Probably should play it again as a best-of show pretty soon because it's got a lot of very important material. And anybody who hasn't heard it probably needs to hear it, um, just in case. Because if it is accurate, it may be one of the most important radio shows you've ever heard in your life. Now, praise God. Now, if it's inaccurate, hey, nice to know anyhow. Uh, but I have a pretty strong feeling that it's accurate. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I just wish it was happening tomorrow. Now, so 3.5, 3.5 years, 3.5 years, 3.5 years. 
the first point the first point in time that the earth has gone through a global judgment since Noah's flood was 2020 okay the first time in the history of the world that the world the whole earth Remember, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whole world, all 243 countries with the island nations included, 195 major countries, 8 billion people, give or take. Okay? The first time in the history of the world that planet Earth has gone through a global judgment of God since Noah's flood was in 2020. The question I have is, could it be, is it even remotely possible that that, you know, assuming, this is a huge assumption, this is like an assumption that is so big it makes the Chrysler building look like Sally's parking lot, okay? But I'm just saying, based on that assumption, is it remotely possible that that started the 3.5-year countdown timer for the tri- what, what, what the pre-trib rapture people call the tribulation period. Now remember, they believe that they're going to be raptured off planet Earth before the tribulation period. That they're not going to go through any hard times. And there's going to be a lot of disillusioned people, folks. A lot of people are going to lose faith big time. Hey, and when that rescue mission happens, a lot of people are going to, I don't want to miss it. I hope I don't miss it. Anyway, so if we, just for grins and giggles, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2022.5. So half of the way through 2022, And, um, you know, uh, you know, General Wesley Clark uh, has publicly stated that he believes there is going to be some kind of a massive black swan, some kind of a massive false flag event, because they know they're doomed if they if the 20 if the if the 2022 midterm elections occurs, they're doomed. The global satanic control grid. All right. Now, let's say we're off a little bit on the timing. Maybe it was kind of a marker. Maybe, you know, we have to push forward a year. You know, let's give ourselves some plus or minus margin of error, okay? Anybody who's doing qualitative analysis and probability guesstimations would do that. So let's assume we have a margin of error of a year, plus or minus. Okay, we're getting awful close to what? 2024, aren't we? Yeah, we are. So it's important just to just look at this and tuck it away, all right? Just tuck it away as we'll just call it interesting, okay? We'll just call it interesting. All right, so here's the coincidence, and then I'm going to share with you some other stuff as well. I don't want to run out of time. I wish I would have said this for three hours, but I do got a fun day tomorrow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for my job. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Hallelujah. Okay. So I'm having this conversation um, 
with Elena. And Elena's popping stuff over to me via text messenger that is pretty creepy and horrible about stuff that's going on around the world and all that. I asked her to keep me appraised. Well, then we started a back-and-forth conversation, and I showed her some of this stuff, you know, the, the, the logic behind the 3.5 years, the, um, you know, because in the middle of the week is when the pre-trib rapture people think they're going to start, you know, that, that, that the chopping off the heads of the, you know, the, the, you know, heifer cows on Solomon's new temple and all that kind of stuff, the, the you know, the ovulations will cease. You know, and then we, you know, and then at that point, right in the middle of the week, uh, when that occurs, that's essentially when the rapture happens. And then we go into what they think is the tribulation period. I do not believe that at all. Okay, I believe that uh, in the middle of the week, there will be a massive alien invasion, which, by the way, lines up beautifully with Isaiah 13, Joel 2, uh, 2nd Esther 15, verse 28. Um, and a lot of other stuff. The the, uh, the stars falling from the sky like a fig tree shaken by a mighty wind in Revelation 6, 12, and 13, which is alien invasion. <clears throat> stars is a metaphor for angels, and we're talking about fallen angelic beings now. This would align and correlate with Revelation chapter 12, where the dragon was cast down to earth. All right? But the woman escaped on two wings of an eagle to a place of safety where she was fed at the married supper of the Lamb, fed for times, times, and half a time, which is how long? The length of the Great Tribulation. This is not that complicated. It's churchianity and theology that makes it complicated. Maybe so they can sell you DVDs or something. I don't know. All right, so anyway, um, I wanted to just toss that over there, but I was having a conversation with Elena, and some coincidences started to happen. So in the middle, I'm typing 2020, 2021, 2022, and Elena's going, oh, wow, that's pretty trippy kind of thing. And, you know, we're, we're both going, yeah, this is kind of wow. And, um, and at that moment of time, while we're in the middle of, you know, we're both having our wow moment, one of those Echo Show 5s. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's just a little box. It's, you know, got a 16 by 9, you know, thing, and it can, it just, you know, it's just a video version of a, one of those Amazon devices. So anyway, it, it, it rotates and it shows things. And sometimes the timing of when it shows something is like supernatural. So I'm in the middle of having this conversation with Elena. And my Echo Show 5 displays up on the screen while I'm talking to Elena. It displays the article written by The Guardian, which is a UK paper, that is entitled, One in Four Americans Think Obama May Be the Antichrist, Survey Says. Now, you might say, well, why in the world would that pop up on your Echo Show 5? Well, I'll tell you why. Because it, I have my systems configured so that Amazon Photos can slurp my photographs, the bazillions of them that I have, up off of my local computer and put them up in the cloud. 
and, you know, and it just takes his good old sweet time and does that. Well, part of my photographic collection of stuff is also stuff that I've used over the radio on the radio shows for the last 11 plus years are roughly 11 years. All right. And so there's tons and tons and tons of prophecies and headlines and all that kind of stuff. But considering that there's probably more than a thousand photos, maybe 2000, the idea that this specific headline, which I had completely forgotten about completely flashes up on my Echo Show 5 at exactly the moment that I'm talking to Elena about the 2021, 2022, 20, you know, that kind of, and, the, and, and she's going, oh, wow. And I said, and then I told her, you're not going to believe what just popped up on my Echo Show 5. So then I decided to go out and see if the article was still out on the internet, internet, because a lot of these articles, they archive them and then they disappear. Well, lo and behold, it's still out there. So if you type one in four Americans think Obama may be the Antichrist, Guardian, you will find the original article. Okay? And um, I'm trying to scroll in here and see if I can give you the date. All right? Let me see if I can. I don't know if it will show me. Yeah, there it is. Tuesday, the 2nd of April of 2013 is when this came out, all right? I find that coincidence to be very significant. Now, there's a lot of people out there, and, and you know, and I know that everybody's kind of your own person, and you do what you do, and, and, you know, if you believe you're hearing from God, then guess what? Iron can't sharpen iron no more because you're hearing from God. So that means, you know, it's, the conversation's over. I'm not going to sit there and go, well, you're obviously not hearing from God because, okay? So as soon as somebody tells me they're hearing from God, I mean, I, I just put my hands up in the air and say, God bless you, brother. Have a nice, I pray in Jesus' name you make and you know, but I, I step back. You know, it's one thing to have a prophecy, a dream, or a vision, or whatever the case is. It's another thing to believe that you're hearing from God constantly and that you never have any inaccuracy issues, even though the Bible says that we all do. And, by the way, empirical evidence shows us that we all do. I'm not going to name names, folks, but the list is big. Okay, anyway, praise God. So I just wanted to kind of connect you with the flow of how this is unfolding just the other day. But it gets better because that same day, I also got an email, and I I took a snapshot of the email uh, using a you know screen scraper thing, the snippet tool in Windows, and I snipped it, and I sent it to Elena, and I said, look, Elena, at this um, at this email that I got from Skywatch TV, same day, same day that my Echo Show 5 shows Obama from 2013, you know, one in four Americans think he's the Antichrist, all that kind of stuff. Well, that same day, I got 
an email from Skywatch TV and Horn's operation, Tom Horn and company and Gilbert. They are, um, I'm just going to read this to you. Today at Skywatch TV, breaking headlines, exclusive reports, a new broadcast program, and more include political science professor Zeitgeist 2025 is coming and will, as Dr. Thomas Horn warns, bring totalitarian dictatorship with it. 2024, 2025, totalitarian dictatorship. What is that? That's the rise of the Antichrist. Okay? What did Paul say to the Thessalonians when he was whacking upside the head? He said, and I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it simple on purpose to make the point. He said, knock it off. Day of Christ ain't coming until the Antichrist is revealed. Chill out. Okay? So now I'm up to three coincidences while I'm talking about this. I got the, you know, Zeitgeist 2025 thing. Um, it, that's a deep book. I got that. And, um, you know, I'm not saying yay or nay or this, that, or the other thing, but I do like those dates a lot <clears throat> for obvious reasons. So when you juxtapose those dates, when you start looking at 2020, 2021, 2022, the midterm elections, black swan event, possible false flag, 2020, you know, and then you go a couple more years and you get to Trump. I mean, it's right around the corner, right around the corner. This totalitarian dictatorship is supposed to happen, which would be the rise of the Antichrist. And we've already talked about the – it's just astonishing, really, truly stupefying how many reports have come out and indicated, overtly indicated. The one that I reported on, uh, what was it, two shows ago or something, where they were claiming that Iran had released a news clip or whatever that showed, uh, you know, basically, you know, uh, assassination of Donald Trump on a golf course. I've done articles and talked about how um, uh, Bill Gates in 2016, in the early part of 2016, internationally reported that he felt Donald Trump was another JFK. I don't even know how many prophecies, dreams, and visions that we have had and people that we brought on the show that saw Donald Trump in a casket. See, what I don't do that others do do, 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 right, kids? Do. It's doo-doo, right? <laughs> what I don't do that others do-do. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. It's I don't abandon concepts just because things appear to be moving on. I'm latched on, you know, to Obama being the Antichrist, and I am not going to quit. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to waver. No way, no how. If I got to take a pie in, pie in the face the size of, you know, Antarctica, fine, you know, and then, you know, because I've been doing it for so long, it's like, whatever. I, I love eating crow. Crow is delicious. I keep crows in cages right here in the office. How about it, kid? That's right. I'm looking at you guys. And I got a shrimp fork in my hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. So that's a pretty significant number of coincidences, I think, to happen all in less than like 30 minutes. 
okay? Pointing to 2024, 2025, global totalitarian dictatorship. Um, uh, you know, Obama's face showing up on an article from 2013, one in four Americans. I mean, that's pretty significant. I hadn't seen that article in so long. I forgot about it, okay? And then I'm while at the same time I'm talking about this exact subject with Elena, live. And I was like, wow. Now, there's a lot of folks out there that believe or are – they may not necessarily, quote, believe, but they are, well, you know, kicking around the idea that maybe, you know, the Antichrist is going to come out of the House of Windsor. And I know where that came from, and I know people who believe it very, very strongly. And I'm not going to name the names because that, it's just unnecessary. They can, they can believe it's Mickey Mouse. I don't care. I know what my mom told me when I was 10 years old in 17.72 at 39 Runyon Road, Hummelstown, PA 17036. I know what she told me. She said, I saw a vision of the Antichrist, John, and he is a mulatto man. And he is approximately your age. He is alive on the earth today. 72. Jonathan Kleck came forward and, and prophesied that Obama was the Antichrist way back in like, I don't know, 2005 or something. Okay, and then we ended up becoming friends and stuff. Um, but, but, but it wasn't until after that that I even remembered what my mom told me in 72. And there were other prophecies that my mom had. The dream about me being doing this show. That's a long time ago. So anyway, um, so I'm holding on to it. I'm not going to let it slip. We already know he's back there manipulating the carcass that calls itself Biden with its black demonic eyes and that clearly shapeshift into that of a viper. Just like it says in the Testament of Amaran and the Testament of Reuben from the Black Sea Scrolls. Okay. Now, here's my reasoning. First off, the people that believe that the Antichrist is coming out of the House of Windsor, the reason that they believe it is because of a book written by Tim Cohen, T-I-M space C-O-H-E-N. And you can probably find it out on the Internet for free. I have a DVD series, and I've taken them all. I've studied all this stuff, folks, believe me. I don't think, I, I don't think I've left any stone unturned in all these years. Now, once, but then I thought to myself, wait a minute. I am. I believe with all of my heart that where where when it when the Bible says, um, uh, you know, uh, that um, that uh, you know, oh gosh, the son of perdition. It says I, I um, that um, oh, I don't have the scripture handy, but basically um, it says that. Uh, the 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 antichrist is essentially going to uh it'll be it will be filled with it uh, it's, it's the temple body i don't have the scripture uh handy hold on a second let me see if i can pull it up um uh, i'll start with my web browser okay and um uh let the reader beware all right and bible okay Ah, there it is. Good. Thank you, Lord. So I'm just going to pull up the Bible hub right here, Matthew 24, verse 15. All right. And by the way, it's also in other books as well. But when it says, 
Uh, let me find a decent translation. There's so many of these that are kind of floppy, floppy, whoppy. New King James. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, the prophet, standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let them understand. Or sometimes it'll say, let the reader beware. Folks, when that stuff is in the Bible, the, the, what... When it says let the reader beware or let the reader understand, what it's saying is that if 99 out of 100 people believe this, they're going to be wrong. That's what that means. When Jesus said, if you can receive it, what that means is anything that everybody, anybody tells you out there is going to be wrong. If you can receive it. And it's always something Jesus would say right by something that would just why did he say that that is just I mean come on what do you mean that john the baptist is elijah if you can receive it how can john the baptist be elijah i know i know the answer <laughs> anyway so so this book, this book, whatever you want to call it, by Tim Cohen is called The Antichrist and a Cup of Tea. And Tim Cohen goes into this, it's just really drawn out, about the coat of arms of the House of Windsor and how it has all the beasts of the book of Revelation in it. So his conclusion is the House of Windsor will be the source of the Antichrist. I disagree. The reason why I disagree is because of the scripture that says – Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, that we all, we already know the abomination of desolation, and what the, 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 the Daniel the prophet was speaking about was the Antichrist. <clears throat> so we know what that is. And then it's standing in the holy place. Well, of course, you know, the people out there, the pre-trib people out there that believe that they're going to rebuild Solomon's temple and cut heifers and have all kinds of sacrifices and blah, 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 blah. All right. They're going to think that the holy place is the third Solomon's temple because they're fixated on it and they think it has to be built before the rapture occurs, which is wrong. Okay, that is just wrong, wrong, buzzer, 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 wrong. They're going to be waiting a long time. <laughs> You're going to see Jesus coming with ten thousands of his saints on a white horse <laughs> before that happens. Anyway, so that's where everybody gets this thing about the House of Windsor. But here's the thing. I like to use a little bit of common sense. First off, if you know in your heart that there isn't going to be a third Solomon's Temple, then what is the holy place? Aha. All, and by the way, Carl Gallup does a big, long teaching on this. It's outstanding. The holy place is the body, the human body. Get it? Okay. That's the holy place. Now, look at it again. Therefore, when you see, I'm just going to stop using all the fancy, fancy Bible words for a second. I'm just going to do a little Johnny Baptist interpretation to get to the point. Therefore, when you see the Antichrist spoken of by Daniel, Standing inside of a human body, the reader beware. Now you're like, aha, 
Get it? Okay. So I've had people go, well, Obama can't be the king of grace. Obama didn't, Obama this, Obama that, Obama, 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 Obama. Well, Satan hasn't incarnated into his body yet. Believe me. You know, if you're looking for his eyes to glow like the apocalyptic horse at the Denver airport, then just wait, okay? You, you know, power, signs, lying, wonders, all that stuff happens after Satan incarnates into him. Get it? Okay. Uh, so that's what I believe. Now, so that lines him back up. It puts him where he needs to be. All right, now, um, so you've got that strange coincidence of one quarter of the population of the of the United States believes that Obama is the Antichrist from 2013 popping up on the screen. We got the report from Skywatch News saying that, you know, by, by 2025, there'll be a totalitarian dictatorship in the world existing. Okay. And they've got all kind of, it's a pretty thick book. It's got a, makes a strong argument um, for that. Um, that's the Antichrist. So that's pointing to 2024, 2025. Right. All right. And if they, and, and if they take, Trump out of the way, which they might just Epstein him and put him on an underground train, take him up to Mount Weather, you know, and put some kind of a body double in the casket like they do all the time. Okay, then, um, get, you know, hey, feasibility, the feasibility is very high. This is what they do all the time. They're very good at it. The global satanic crime syndicate. Speaking of which, <clears throat> the House of Windsor. They're a bunch of Draco reptilians. A Draco rep, there's bazillions of Draco reptilians all over the world. Hillary Clinton is one. There's so many of them, it's just unbelievable. Biden has a Draco reptilian. In, well, I don't know if it's Draco. Those are the more powerful ones. Okay, they're, you know, like second in command underneath Satan himself. But why would it? Why, there's already reptilians inside of the bodies of what a third of the people in Washington D.C. already. What 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 what, what would you want to? That that means nothing. Satan is going to incarnate into uh, that that the, the, the holy place, the body of the human. And I know you're probably saying, well, there's nothing holy about you know Obama. And I'm like, I'm with you, I'm with you. But technically, technically speaking, anyone, even if they're Satanists. Okay, that was born of the Adamic bloodline, has the spirit of the living God, the capital S, living soul, Genesis 2, 7, breathed into their nostrils at conception. So like it or lump it, meets the criteria. All right, so now I'm going to run out of time, so I'm going to hit, hit it hard on this last 30 minutes. Um, excuse me. I'm almost done with my Z-Pack, and it has been working quite well. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so uh, I want to read, read to you this just, just because it's just one of those things that just adds to this all, and, and it's interesting. It's known – it has a couple of different names, but it's known as the Awalo Prophecy by some, the Awalo Prophecy of 1912. Um, others simply call it the Son of Kenya prophecy. Now, for any of us who have been around for any length of time, know clearly, clearly, beyond any shadow of a doubt, that Obama was Barry Satoro. He was born um, in Kenya, which happens to be the, um, the um, uh, location of the Nubian pharaohs. Okay? So that's, you know, the land of the Nubian pharaohs. Very, very apropos. 
We know that Obama, when he was in the White House, played the part when they were doing the um, uh, they had the the uh, uh, the I, I think it was, was it the Festival of Lights or Passover, but whatever. He played the part of the Pharaoh. He was also taken. Un, he was the only president of the United States to ever be taken into the pyramids. I believe it was the I think he was taken into the Pyramid of Giza, um, and um, uh, and even commented on one of the um, Pharaoh's heads that were chiseled into the side of the wall or something. And he said, "Hey, that looks like me." I still have the audio for that. A lot of people do not remember uh, that because uh, they took their Jade Helm memory wipes. Okay, they don't remember that when Obama gave his inaugural speech, he gave it in the Tampa, or I'm sorry, the Denver Broncos Stadium, the, Apoc- the Stadium of the Apocalypse, and it was in front of the mock-up of the Temple of Zeus, Temple of Satan. Okay, it was an exact duplicate. Of the Temple of Saint, uh, you know, as close as it, it, you know. Anyway, come on, folks, really? Are we just going to toss the whole thing? Yeah, not me. Oh no, no way. The evidence is overwhelming. You know, it's a good thing I never became a, a detective for about like a thousand reasons. But if I was a detective, I would no no case would go cold under me. <laughs> I would latch on with, I'd bite onto that ankle and hold on for dear life. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Now, next one up, I want to share this with you, the Owalu prophecy, or the son of Kenya, okay? Shared by Kenyan prophet Johanwa Owalu. All right, and let me just look here, ethnic Kenyan group, da-da-da-da-da-da. Okay, this is what it states. It's not really that long. Now, there's a big, you know, several paragraphs of who, who these people were, mixture of Christianity and Af- African tribal beliefs, which is very common in Africa anyways. Um, and anyway, so the, what the prophecy states is as follows, quote, the following is from the Kenyan prophet Johanwa. Uh, Awalu, the founder of Kenya's Yada Yada Church, and it made in, in 1912, and it made this horrific prophecy about the United States. Quote, so far have they, the United States, strayed into wickedness. No, you say. <laughs> no, you don't really mean that, right? I mean, kitty litter boxes in bathrooms for people who are... Okay, anyway, so it goes, their great cities will burn, their crops and cattle will suffer disease and death, their children will perish from diseases never before seen on the earth. And I reveal to you the greatest mystery of all, as I have been allowed to see, that there, the United States, destruction will come about through the vengeful hands of one of our very own sons. From a man named Barry Satoro, born in the land of the Nubian pharaohs, currently called Obama, who is a Muslim, which, by the way, supports, you know what, how many shelves of books in any given Christian bookstore have books that are entitled The Muslim Antichrist? Yeah, you're right. He just got the wrong one. All right. So, wanted to share that with you. 
Now I'm going to read to you a few more things, and this will probably bring us to the close of the show. I'm, about, about, you know, I'm pretty sure it will. This is an excerpt of a few pages from a book written by Tom Horn. He did a fabulous job. I think some of his books – some of his books I'm, I don't care much for. The uh, Apollyon Rising 2012 and Zenith 2016 were both really good books. I like them both a lot. Um, learned a lot. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and read uh, right out of the book to you, okay? So you can just put on your lullaby music, kick back, close your eyes, and listen to me read. Lullaby, lullaby. I'm, I'm just kidding. Right, kids, lullaby. <laughs> They're not going to bed. All right, you want to hear this. Okay, here we go. The first public recognition of Obama as Messiah. Going back to 2008, consider the unprecedented messianic rhetoric that reporters, politicians, celebrities, and even preachers first used in celebrating the, quote, spiritual nature of Obama's meteoric rise from near obscurity to the United States president, and how this reflected people's strong desire for the coming of the earthly savior. San Francisco Chronicle columnist Mark Morford characterized it as, quote, a sort of powerful luminosity. In Morford's opinion, this was because Obama is, quote, a light worker and rare kind of attuned being who has the ability to help usher in a new way of being on the planet. The dean of the Martin Luther King Jr. International Chapel, Lawrence Carter, went further comparing Obama to the coming of Jesus Christ. Quote, he says, it is powerful and significant on a spiritual level that there is the emergence of Barack Obama. No one saw him coming, and Christians believe God comes at us from strange angles and places we don't expect, just like Jesus being born in a manger. Dinesh Sharma, a marketing science consultant with a Ph.D. in psychology from Harvard, appraised Obama likewise, saying, quote, Many see in Obama a Messiah-like figure, a great soul, and some affectionately call him Mahatma Obama. It would have been easy to dismiss such commentary as the New Age quiverings of loons had it not been for similar passion of the lips of so many people. The following is a brief list of like expressions from a variety of news sources. Quote, Barack's appeal is actually messianic. He communicates a godlike energy. What if God decided to incarnate as men preaching hope and change? And what if uh, we let them slip away, not availing ourselves to be led by God, says Steve Davis of the Journal Gazette? The next one. This is bigger than Kennedy. This is the New Testament. I feel this thrill going up my leg. I mean, I don't have that happen too often. No, seriously, this is a dramatic event, says Chris Matthews on MSNBC. Next one. Does it not feel as if some special hand is guiding Obama on his journey? I mean, has he said the other improbability of it all? The Daily Cause. The next one. Obama, to me, must not uh, must be not just an ordinary human, but be uh, uh, being but indeed an advanced soul come to lead America out of this mess. Lynn Sweet, Chicago Sun Times. Next one. 
He is not operating on the same plane as ordinary politicians. The agent of transformation in an age of revolution as a figure uniquely qualified to open the door to the 21st century. Former U.S. Senator Gary Hart, Huffington Post. Next one. He is not the word made flesh, Jesus, but the triumph of the word over flesh. Better than Jesus, question mark. Obama is, at his best, able to call us back to our highest selves. Ezra Klein, The Prospect. Next one. Obama has the capacity to summon heroic forces from the spiritual depths of ordinary citizens and to unleash them from symphonic chorus, from a symphonic chorus of unique creative acts whose common purpose is to tame the soul and alleviate the great challenges facing mankind. Gerald, Gerald Campbell Obama was blessed and highly favored. I think that his election was divinely ordered. I'm a plain preacher and a pastor. I know that that was God's plan. I think he is being used for some purpose. Janie Scott, New York Times. Next one. He won't just heal our city, states, and souls. He won't just bring the heavenly kingdom, dreamt of in both Platonism and Christianity, to earth. He will heal the earth itself. Micah Tillman, the free liberal. Next one. The event itself is so extraordinary that other chapter uh, uh, that another chapter could be added to the Bible to chronicle its significance. Jesse Jackson, Politico. And the book goes on to say, though he tried to keep him, it, uh, it subtle himself, Obama encouraged such public perception of him as an anointed one who, whose time had come. Officially produced Obama campaign advertising consistently used such words as faith, hope, and change. Republican nominee John McCain picked up on this during his run for office and put out a cynical video called, quote, The One. Using some of Obama's own words against him, the video mocked Obama's play as a Christ-like figure, showing him in a New Hampshire, saying a light beam will shine through, will light you up, and you will experience an epiphany, and you will suddenly realize that you must go to the polls and vote for Barack. And it goes on and on and on. The world is looking for a superstar, wrote uh, Prophecy in the News founder J.R. Church. It wants a man, he said, who can solve the problems of our planet. That elusive dream of a world without war, poverty, disease has always been just beyond our reach. Most politicians are perplexed, overwhelmed by the magnitude of the problem. They are convinced that the dilemma cannot be solved by commerce or systems, be it democracy or socialism. Most believe they can only be solved by a man, a superhuman superstar. Horn goes on to say, will Obama become the superhuman superstar the world is waiting for? Hmm? Hmm. What you have heard is such the tip of the iceberg that if you were to, I don't know, think of it like you're sitting on top of the iceberg – that really, really big, big one that's kind of like this place, like billions and billions of gallons of water. And you took a razor blade and you scraped a tiny little snowflake off the top of that giant iceberg. That's what you've heard tonight compared to the iceberg. 
the point here is I could keep on going on. There's a ring that says there is no God except Allah, supposedly that he was caught wearing at one point, although there have been denials about that. There's so much. uh, Obama delivered his rousing speech in the great altar of Zeus in the Pergamon Museum. This, this occurred in the Denver Broncos Stadium. It just goes on and on and on with one quote after another quote after another quote after another coincidence after – I mean, it just it, – it, it's never-ending. It just seems like it's never-ending. A lot of speculation about different dates, different times, different uh, uh, mystical, Kabbalistic Jewish um, predictions and such like that. But at the end of the day, when we put all of this together, we look at Daniel's 70 weeks. We look, for what it's worth the coincidences that occurred to me when I was talking about this to Elena, the Son of Kenya prophecy, which is just, it stands on its own. The T.D. Hale stuff, I mean, see, a lot of people gave up on T.D. Hale because that's how people are. They, they, they run after the first thing that they can see, they, that, you know, and they don't, they don't stick to their stuff you know they don't they they're easily led into the wrong wrong directions whatever the popular thing oh bell bottoms okay well i gotta go have a bell bottom you know we just follow whatever we're all just like super sheep like herman herman the super sheep just remember of all those little witticisms that I shared with you this morning, I mean, at the beginning of the program, remember, if if you remember any of them, remember the one from Mark Twain. Whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it's time to pause and reflect. Could this drag on past 2024, 2025? It could. But I will say this. We better hope and pray that Obama's it. Because if it's somebody else, we better go find grave plots. We could be here for decades. But if it's Obama... The clock is ticking, and the evidence indicates the evidence that goes on as far as the eye can see, far beyond the vanishing point of the human mind, is utterly, utterly overwhelming. Yet, so many people that were preaching this virtually every week, radio shows, podcasts, well-known churches, you name it, 
They've all stopped. They've all gone off on another tangent. I'm not going off on any tangents. Now, I'll, I'll accept the pie in the face. I don't mind that at all. You can't do this kind of work. You cannot do Bible end times prophetic work if you're not prepared to eat crow. You can't. Because God calls audibles. The Bible uses the word relent. You will not see it in the King James. You will only see it in the New King James or the Amplified. Relent. It means God changed his mind. And you have the, the holy escape clause, the holy contractual escape clause of all escape clauses ever. There will be many antichrists. Probably one of my least favorite verses in the entire Bible. Because <laughs> I want to get this over with. Hallelujah. But anyway, the 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 hope that I the hope that I hope I was able to impart is not to suggest that my understanding is unimpeachable. It's not to suggest that there may not be some highly noteworthy variations. It's not to suggest that there isn't a no, big old margin of error, potentially, from a timeline standpoint, but it is to present the series of coincidences that were quite eye-opening as they were occurring in real time, and the other information that wraps around it that we have so rapidly forgotten about. Because we're so busy looking at everything else, which is completely understandable. So we are, it looks to me, just looks to me like we very well could be stupendously close to the point there's a lot of stuff that's got to happen. Like, you know, I've had people say to me in, in dialogue, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, iron sharpen iron, iron sharpen iron. What about this? What about that? Doesn't this have to happen first? Doesn't this have to happen? And, and my answer was 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025. How much more damage can Obama and the reptilian Biden do? in just the time that they have left. And I know midterm elections, if we even get to them, we don't even know if we're going to get to them. Get to them. If Wesley Clark is right, something big is going to happen. And it's got to be big enough that they have the presidential legal authority to stop the midterm elections, which I know there's people out there, well, you can't do that. Believe me, they've got so many executive orders we don't even know about, so many acts that were written, so many ways to do it. People don't even read things. They don't read the Defense Authorizations Acts. They don't read any of that stuff. And so what happens is they're sitting there saying stuff like, well, you can't do that. That's against the Constitution. The Constitution doesn't even exist. The Constitution is out there to appease people that think that they can go ahead and take it to a higher court, and then the court's going to say, well, that's against the Constitution. Well, yeah, sometimes that happens, but it doesn't matter. They can override it any time they want. 
The Insurrection Act, in fact, demands that the president of the United States stop things like what happened with BLM and Antifa and all those, those um, uh, you know, riot things in the streets and the burning down of towns and everything like that in Kenosha, all that. The Insurrection Act actually requires the president to send in federal troops and stop it. But Trump held back and didn't do it. Now he's out there calling Ron DeSantis names. So he's right back to his same character. All I can say is I praise Jesus that my Bible says that I'm a citizen of heaven because I don't want to be affiliated with any flag or any country. Oh, then you can just leave America. Well, give me a check. <laughs> I'll leave in a snap. I know right where I'm going, too. But for now, I'm stuck like a lot of us. Praise God. So anyway, I pray in Jesus' name that you have gotten something from this. And if there is anything that you have gotten from it, I pray that it is hope. Okay? Because by now, if you're out there nosing around on the Internet and looking at this website and that website and this this preacher and that preacher and listening to this prophet and that prophet and blah, 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 and on and on and on, by now you're probably in mass confusion. And you don't know which end is up. I just pray in Jesus' name that there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of prophecies and dreams and visions that identified Obama as the Antichrist are not incorrect. And I have no reason to believe they are, because I will never forget that day in 1972 when I was 10 years old and my mom told me about the mulatto man. May God bless you all. Please remember me in your prayers, if you would kindly, and I will remember you as well. God be with you all, and be full of hope. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We will see you Wednesday night, 7 p.m., Lord willing. Praise Jesus. God bless you. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our might. Sinners set the mercy of grace. Redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise his holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set her free Write our names in your book of life we are cleansed through your holy sacrifice As we lift your name on high Renew our mind, renew our soul Remove the stars from our past And deem us righteous 
we rebuke all deceptive lies. When will your coming be? When will your trumpets sound for me? Till then, we will endure. We are the branches on the living tree. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then, we will endure. Until you come back for your bride to set her free. Watch us as we trim our wicks. Our lamps are full, our hearts are right. Like those five wise virgins, we will be. Your bride awaits thee patiently. Longing for that blessed sound, the dead will rise. The churches gather, we're praying that we're worthy, Lord, to join our family. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? We will endure, and while we wait, we will bring forth the fruit of the light of Christ. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then, we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set it free I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.